Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. We're going to continue the Know Thyself series. Today's topic is why everything matters. In the process of knowing oneself, it's very important to know why everything matters because you are part of everything. To understand matter, why it matters, you must understand the universal laws that governs the cosmos. There are many universal laws, but there are seven basic principles. Tahuti, the Egyptian god of wisdom and knowledge, explained the function of the universe and the seven main principles that governs it. The following are the seven universal laws. Law of mentalism, law of correspondence, law of vibration, law of polarity, law of rhythm, law of cause and effect, law of gender. Today, we're going to focus on the second principle, which is the law of correspondence. As above, so below. So below, so above. Let's demonstrate how the principle of correspondence works. Basically, everything in the universe exists on three great planes, with some planes in between. We have the spiritual plane, the mental plane, and physical plane. Now, these planes work in correspondence with each other. To understand one plane, all we have to do is understand the other planes. Now, each plane is a mirror of each other. For us to understand the macro, we must understand the micro, vice versa. The law of correspondence states that our outer world, macro, is the reflection of the inner world, micro, so within, so without. Our physical world is a direct mirror of what's going on inside our spiritual and mental world. The word correspondence is defined as a close similarity, connection, or equivalence, or an agreement between things. The principle of correspondence again states, as above, so below, as below, so above. Let's see how the law of correspondence is at work here on the planet Earth. There's a lot of similarities between all living and non-living things in this world. Let's start with the similarities between the planet Earth and the human body. The Earth is the macrocosm and the human body is the microcosm. The Earth is 75% water. The human body is 60% water. The human body has veins, arteries that are part of the circulatory system. They move blood throughout the body to keep it alive. Now the earth has a similar system of rivers and streams to carry water throughout this planet. The earth has an ecosystem of 8.7 million species. The human body also has an ecosystem of trillions of microorganisms and cells. The human body and the earth are made up of similar elements. 99%, okay, they have hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, 
nitrogen, and phosphorus, and less than 1% of iron, gold, silver, potassium, sodium, and zinc. Now the sun is composed of similar elements, hydrogen, helium, oxygen, carbon, iron, and neon. Now, microscopic photographs of the human body, which includes the hair, scars, texture of of the skin, or wrinkles, shows similarities to photos of the Earth's surface, which included water, grass, tree, rock, bark, or dry leaves. So if you were looking at these pictures, you wouldn't be able to tell which one was a picture of the Earth's surface or a picture of the human skin. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. This is how similar they are. Now, let's see how the outer space, macro, compares to the human body, the, the micro. The human body has trillions of cells. There's trillion, trillions of stars in the universe. There are billions, approximately 86 billion, neurons in the human brain. There are between 200, 400 billion stars in our Milky Way. Research revealed that neutron stars and human cells have something in common. They both have similar structures. The human body is actually made of the same atoms that comes from the stars. Yes, everything in the universe is made up of atoms. Comets, asteroids, gas clouds, planets, and stars. And everything on Earth is also made up of atoms to include humans, plants, animals, and microorganisms. The universe is made up of 90% dark matter and dark energy, which very little is known about it and is considered to be the invisible world or empty space. Actually, this empty space is filled with energy. Now, in comparison to humans, Humans are also made up of mostly empty space as well. 99% empty space or invisible space. Now, all matter, atoms, okay, include thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes are composed of energy. Again, all matter, all matter, which includes thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes are all composed of energy. Everything in the universe have an energy field. It is part of the universal life energy. Now, let's look at the similarities between humans and plants. Both humans and plants contain 25,000 genes. Both have cellular respiration. There's a symbiotic relationship between plants and humans. We breathe in oxygen produced by the trees and they take in the carbon monoxide released by humans. Now, both humans and plants have highly developed immune systems. Both humans and plants absorb food in similar ways. Now, research has shown that plants have shown electrical reactions that are similar to human emotions. Now, the plants provide human beings with medicine. Approximately 40% of all pharmaceutical medicine come from plants. And plants also provide us food, shelter, and also shade. 
Now let's visit the animal kingdom to see the similarities between them and humans. Now humans share some of their genes with animals. Now chimpanzees, 98% of their genes are shared with humans. Cats, 90%. Dogs, 84%. Fruit flies, 60%. Honeybees, 44%. Cows, 80%. Mice, 75%. Zebrafish, 73%. Platypus, 69%. Chickens, 60%. So we see that we share, as human beings, we share a lot of our genes with other animals. Now there's a lot of commonality between humans and ocean mammals, such as the dolphin and the whale. The dolphin and human genome are basically the same with very few chromosomal rearrangements. Dolphins are intelligent creatures with a sense of self-awareness. They also are social creatures who live in communal settings just like human beings. Now I've given examples of the principle of correspondence for us to see the similarities between all matter. All things animated and inanimated are all interconnected and come from the source made from the same materials with a different physical manifestation. Now, let's shift the focus to address the mind and body connection. They both mutually influence each other. Of course, there are similarities between the mind, body, and spirit. Let's see how the law of correspondence is at work. The brain is part of the physical body. The mind is housed inside the brain. The mind is the mental body. The mental body housed an emotional body. The mind is operated by the spirit body. The spirit body is connected to the soul body. As we can see, what's happening in the lower level, the body, is a reflection of the process that's happening in the higher planes, the spirit. If we study the physical body, we can see the similarities. As above, so below. As below, so above. Now one body affects the other body. Now thoughts influence our bodies directly. Mental stress release neurochemicals in the brain, preparing for the flight or fight. Now chronic elevation of these chemicals can damage and suppress our body's immune system, increasing the risk of diseases, infection, disabilities, and disorder. If we don't care for our physical bodies, we can get physically sick. If we don't care for our mental body, we can develop mental health problems. The same way, if we don't care for our spirit body, we can become spiritually weak, spiritually weak and off balance. Now, in knowing thyself, We must seek to understand and balance our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. They must be in alignment in order to function holistically for us to be what? Healthy. As above, so below. As below, so above. Now, the earth has, you know, the same alignment and balance in order to achieve a healthy state. Again, the earth has the same alignment and balance 
in order to achieve a healthy state. Now, if nature, plants, animals, microorganisms, and humanity are not in harmony, this will create an imbalance that will cause a disorder and dysfunction. This will negatively impact everything on the earth. Now, the same concept is applied in the cosmos, the solar systems, the planets, and other bodies in the heavens. They all must maintain a state of balance, order, and harmony for the universe to exist. As above, so below. As below, so above. Now, we understand and practice the law of correspondence. If we do understand and practice the laws of correspondence, we can learn and understand how everything works and function. Okay? Now, very important. Now, we have seen the commonality and similarity of all matter existing in this reality. Everything is interconnected and share many physical characteristics and traits. Everything matters because everything is matter. The law of correspondence shows us as above, so below, so below, so above. We understand that everything on this planet and in the cosmos should matter to us. We should value them because they are as special and important as we are. We need to eliminate the separatist mindset that has divided humanity to put the Earth's inhabitants into different categories. A hierarchy of what is valuable and invaluable was created by the world's elite. What is valuable? Valuable, a thing that is of great value. Invaluable, invaluable, extremely useful. Something that's extremely useful. When value is assigned to something or someone, it is considered to be superior and it's assigned privilege, special benefits, it's honored and protected. When something doesn't matter, no value is assigned to it. It is categorized as inferior, exposed to exploitation, oppression, and extermination. Because of this bias and discriminatory practice, we see the following in our society. Let's break it down, okay? Because of this separatist mindset, we see different types of ism. It is a creation, a product of all the isms. Now, speciesism, speciesism is an assumption of human superiority which gives them greater rights priority, privilege, and power over non-humans. So we see human beings practicing speciesism, all right? Because human beings, or a group of human beings, feel that they're superior. They're better than the animals, the plants, and the microbes, and the rocks, and um, the sand, and the water. Speciesism, they believe that they are important and they have the right to dominate and control this planet because they are the chosen species, okay? They don't see the interconnection. They don't see that they are part of everything. They see that they're the center, that they have the right to govern all other species. So we do see speciesism being practiced on this planet. All right, so now when one group within that species decides that 
they're better, okay? When that group so happens to be a human group, we have racism, okay? Racism is a concept that one group or race of human beings, all right, are labeled more valuable than any other. This group believes it has divine right to have power and control and domination over other races. So we see racism, all right? Then when within that race of people, they decide that, you know, one gender is going to be more valued more so than the other gender, we have sexism, all right? When one gender believes it has the right to claim the right of superiority and it has the right to have power and control over another gender, we have sexism. All right, then we go on, all right? When one group in one age believes that they have the right to control other ages, then we have ageism. We have ageism. When a group of people are seen as inferior and given no rights by the dominant group, it could be a very young group or it could be the elderly population, all right? Children are treated as property while the elderly are given no respect. Okay, so then another group decides that they're not happy, okay, with the people who are part of a lower class, okay? So that creates classism. So we have people who are in a particular economic class are seen as less valuable in our press. All right, so let's do a quick review again. We have speciesism. When one species believes they have the right to dominate and control, we have racism. When one race, one group of people who classify themselves as a race, believes that they have the right to have power and control, then we have sexism, where you have one gender believes that they have the right to control and dominate. Okay, then you have ageism, where one group, because of their age category, believe that they have the right for them to control and dominate. Then you have classism, when one class of people, okay, economic class, social class, they believe that they have the right to control and dominate. So we see all these different divisions of separatism and confusion and oppression going on within these groups. Now, this mentality is totally corrupted and it has to be eliminated and replaced with a universal mind. Now, each living and non-living things, animated or non-animated things, all serve a purpose and share a commonality as part of this cosmic experience. There's no one thing that's more valuable or less valuable. For all things are necessary and was designed to work together. It's like the universal puzzle. You have to see how each piece fit together perfectly. All right? All matter is aligned with its purpose. We are more alike than we are different. Even though we have our own uniqueness and individuality, we are all part of the universal ecology and share the universal consciousness. We have to get back to the simplicity of life. We've complicated life too much. 
with all this materialism, capitalism, greed, lust, selfishness, competition, and corruption. We must align ourselves back to nature, back to our natural habitats, back to our families, back to the original foundation. We must see ourselves not at the center of the universe, but as part of the circle of life, as equal partners to everything that exists. Only then will we regain our dignity and humanity. Going back to the source of life connects us back to the creative energy, which is the creator. That is a manifestation of matter. Then we'll understand why everything matters. Each life, each thing, each moment, each experience are part of the collective experience, building the collective subconscious. Everything matters. Every piece of matter matters. And this is what we come to understand when we apply the principle of correspondence because we see all things have similar natures. All things connect to the source. All things is a manifestation or or a form of the source, of the creator or the creative energy. So when we understand that, we assign value to everything, okay? We don't leave anything out. We as human beings are valuable. The plant kingdom is valuable. The animal kingdom is valuable. All the the elements, the minerals, everything that exists, all of them matters. Why? Because everything matters. Thank you for sharing.